Welcome to the latest edition of the LFC Agenda. Looking back at Liverpool's latest victory in the Premier League, their seventh from their ten games so far. Liverpool 3, Nottingham Forest nil. The most comfortable Liverpool game I've sat through uh, in recent years. Well, I've been to a whole load, but often you turn up and there's always uh, something in the back of your mind that says, what if? What if the opponent is able to make something of you know, the small scraps they have, even if they are inferior opponents, and grab a draw, or even worse, nick a win. But there wasn't a moment uh, in this game, uh, which was the first one I attended this season, where I was remotely concerned. It was all pretty straightforward, pretty routine, and quite frankly, I think I'm owed one of those. <laughs> what I took away from it was over everything, Liverpool are a very cohesive unit, on the pitch and off the pitch. Before the match, there were really distressing reports that had come in the previous night regarding Luis Diaz, whose parents were kidnapped, his mum and his dad. I mean, even say that out loud, sounds like, you know, otherworldly. It sounds like a, a situation that I can't even grasp or comprehend. And when Diego Jota got the first goal, um, having tapped in from a spilled Nunez shot, he went to the bench and held up Luis Diaz's shirt with his number on the back and his name and uh, showed it to the whole of Anfield. And that was a really touching moment. It was one that Jurgen Klopp said he hadn't actually expected. I just think it was a really nice touch. And it just got me thinking about how united they are as, as a unit, um, which has been, a, I think, a key feature of Jurgen Klopp's time at Liverpool. He placed a lot of importance on the the team unit, the cohesion between players, um, crowd, manager. It is something that I think is a hallmark of his time at Anfield. And when we, unfortunately, when the day comes for, for him to leave, that's going to be something that will take a, a few percent off the potential of, of whoever takes over, unless they're kind of cut from the same cloth. I really do hope they have someone who places so much emphasis on that and unity. I know I digress a little bit there, but, you know, given the news that we had uh, the previous night, just wanted to draw attention to that. That goal came on 31 minutes. Up until then, Liverpool had been patient, in control. As I say, the entire match pretty much had been one that they exerted a high degree of, of control over. And it was no surprise when they were able to double their lead uh, four minutes later. The speed of the attack was something that really astounded me. Mo Salah, with a really impressive bit of footwork, released Dominic Slobberslide down the right-hand side and he crossed for Darwin Nunes to tap in. When I tell you Nunes is the most popular player on that pitch right now, I think he might even be doing outdoing Mo Salah right now. I know it's crazy to say, but he, the, the crowd really do appreciate him. They really appreciate his efforts. I think... It's the passion that he plays with when he scored. You know, some players, they, they tap the badge on, on their chest. He does it with vigour. <laughs> he he really has bought into everything about the club. And it's an absolute joy to to have a hero that, is, you know, is idolised by by the cop. It's, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. I love it. Similarly, Dominic Sobersly, he's beginning to make me think that we may have got the bargain of the summer. I know other people have been talking about it previously, but when you see him live 
And when you see the consistency of the performances that he's put in during his time at Liverpool, you think, first of all, this guy's undroppable. The range of passing he has, long, short, control, the physicality, there's so much that he's got in his locker that it's actually quite difficult for opposition to contain him. And he's going to be a big problem for a lot of teams. Against a team like Nottingham Forest, who weren't keen to attack us, frankly, they didn't even challenge Alisson. I can't remember anything beyond the moment when they hit the post towards the end of the game. He was always going to be dictating play, dominating proceedings, and it proved the case again. And this game was really interesting to watch from the sense that you had Soboslai, Gravenberch and McAllister, our new look midfield, all starting at the same time, all looking great. This is the first game where McAllister didn't seem troubled at all. He fulfilled his uh, number six position that I'm sure he doesn't love, but has been asked to do and went about his job diligently. Has to be said, the quality of the opposition was not great, but don't forget that last season we lost to Nottingham Forest, uh, I think at home, I think it might have been at home, or it could have been away from home, but anyway, we lost to them and we lost points to teams like Leeds, uh, Fulham, a lot of bottom of the table um, clubs took points off Liverpool last season when they were feeling sorry for themselves and going through that period of you know, not really looking like they quite knew what their jobs were on the pitch. And what I'm seeing now is they seem to have had a summer of rest where they haven't had any hangover from, you know, disappointment from the previous season and just missing out on things. You know, although they didn't qualify for the Champions League, they were pretty awful for most of the season by their standards. And we expected them not to qualify for the Champions League. There just wasn't enough games left for them to do so. So there was no hangover from last season in that sense, whereas before, you know, we'd taken it to the last game of the season and if things had gone differently, we probably won the, won the quadruple. And um, you could see how much it affected the players and losing Sadio Mane. There's lots of factors. I'm not going to go into those again. But I would say they now look well-rested, well-coached. They looked ready for the season. I know that some of the games I've had so far, they've looked a bit ropey in the first half and defensively not quite there but show me a team who is in the Premier League 100% great defensively or that you can look at and say yeah I trust them totally maybe you look at Spurs and say you know of all the teams they look the most solid um perhaps City but then even then you know they've lost a football match this season to, to Wolves you wouldn't have expected that before so on balance I think the shape, the cohesion, the thrust drive, uh, definitely the attacking threat of Liverpool matches up to anyone in the league. And it's just a question of how how well they can continue to just do the things they're expected to do. So when you look at Spurs, when you look at Arsenal, the reason that they are joint top of the league, they haven't lost any points. Yes, in Spurs' case, they we were cheated out <laughs> of points there. But overall, the reason that they've looked so cohesive and well-rounded is because they they are well coached they know what their jobs are and uh overall they 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 execute as to the manager's plans and i think that's something that liverpool are also doing so that's really good to see so 2-0 was the half-time score again it was super comfortable 
every everyone within Nanfield is relaxed, maybe too relaxed because the atmosphere did feel a bit flat. And I think as a consequence, there was a period of, of Liverpool just kind of coasting through the game. They did step up uh, on 77 minutes. Mohamed Salah, <laughs> he extended this incredible record. I Don't ask me how many games in a row it is. And yes, I'm counting the Tottenham game where he did assist and it was wrongly chalked off. But every game, he delivers something. So if there's a better player in Premier League, if there's going to be someone who outdoes Mo Salah this season, they must have one of the best seasons ever seen in the Premier League because I can't see, if he stays fit, who overtakes him. Um, he latched onto a long-range ball from Dominic Soboslai, which caught the keeper out. Uh, Turner, the keeper, who actually had a good game uh, and was kept really busy, he it advanced well outside his box. You could see he went to raise his hand but thought better of it because he didn't want to get sent off and he just had to let Salah go. Um, not much he could do. Salah really controlled and really on top of the situation, locked in to what he wanted to do and delivered. Slotted it from just outside the box, I think it was. That was 3-0. I think there was a goal that was reeled out for, for offside towards the end. And as I say, Nottingham Forest had a chance at the death where somehow the ball stayed out and it was rifled against the, the top of the crossbar and looked easier for their striker to score. Um, as I say, it was a very, very difficult day. Jurgen Klopp did make reference to the fact that in his entire time managing at uh, Liverpool, but also throughout his career, he'd never had a day like this. As I say, these are kind of bizarre circumstances to get your head around. And we do hope that Luis Diaz has a positive resolution to the situation that he's going through. Because I can't even imagine what that could be possibly like to, to be living through. And that in time he's able to come back into the team and pick up where he left off. Because again, he's a very key component in this Liverpool attack. Uh, which has many, many challenges ahead of it next up is Bournemouth uh, and then we have Luton next week so once again we look at the fixture list and we're thinking to ourselves we just need to keep ticking off these points there's no excuse at all to get into that City game without maximum points from the next two games um, after Luton comes Brentford and I know Brentford did Chelsea but these days who doesn't just want to touch on the Toulouse game quickly because I didn't get a chance to speak about it Got a bit busy towards the end of the week and apologies I wasn't able to deliver a podcast after that. But again, that was uh, another example of how professional and clinical Liverpool are at the moment. I know Toulouse aren't in the best form ever. Um, yeah, not, not going great guns, but Liverpool did a really professional job. It was really good to see uh, Endo get on the score sheet. And just as a reminder, uh, Jota... And Salah and Nunes all bagged in that one as well. So again, really good to see the strikers delivering. And Ryan Gravenberch, I should probably talk a bit more about him. So that was probably the best performance I've seen from him in a Liverpool shirt. Again, quality of the opposition has to be taken into consideration. There will be bigger tests. And when we see our midfield, which we're all lauding, which we have positive thoughts about and, and expectations for and of, up against better opposition that's going to be the test but the good thing is they seem to be connecting really well at an early stage and whereas last season there were many times when we were labored against smaller teams 
these guys are delivering and that's great to see one thing that is concerning me is the input of endo because i would have thought by now particularly given that he's the one specialist that we have in our team within the holding role he would have played a bigger part than he has so far he scored his first goal really good head against toulouse uh, just a reminder the score was 5-1 in that game and he had a really solid game but today against Nottingham Forest he came on quite late and didn't really have the opportunity to to show much if I'm honest again it's one of those where he's not doing any more or any less than you would have expected and so I thought as the specialist in the team you know he would slot right in there at least at least begin to clock up a few more minutes. But you know what? Jürgen Klopp's the boss. He's he's the genius who's who's delivered us so many glory moments and such high-level consistency and performance over the years. So I definitely would not even dream for one moment to question his judgment in that regard. And he sees the players every day. And sometimes, you know, there's factors that you wouldn't even consider or be aware of uh, that may be feeding into the decisions that he's making. But... Uh, on the surface, it just feels a bit strange that we brought him in and then he's not really had a chance to prove himself or not as much of a chance as I would have expected by this stage. And because we potentially are looking to bring in Andre Trindade uh, in January, it will be interesting to see what happens with Endo. I mean, he's uprooted literally his, his whole family, four kids and wife. Uh, to come and, and play at Liverpool, but he still has the feeling of a player that's on loan. If I'm honest, he doesn't. I don't look at him and think, "Oh, this guy is going to be around in a couple of years' time." It's not a major concern. It's nothing that's kind of keep me awake at night, but it's just something that did strike me when uh, he came on today, and I, I did feel that you know, it'd be nice to to see more of him. Maybe one area for a bit of scrutiny um, is the role of Costas. Shimikas, who's come in for Andy Robertson at left back. He looked quite tentative today. I have to say, again, it was a game where he wasn't so troubled and there wasn't a big expectation on him. And I don't think there is necessarily to go forward and instigate attacks. I do feel there's a confidence issue there, which is affecting him and preventing him from, from being a bit more front foot. Now, I'm not saying that... I'm expecting him to, you know, be on Soberslai's level and be assisting and at the heart of the attacks that we're, we're having. But I do feel, particularly when you're going up against opposition where you have space and time and the ball and there are options and, and routes to be a bit more progressive in your play, I think you need to take advantage of those. I would like to see a bit more of him. I would have liked him to start in the Europa League and, and just begin to clock up that time, say again, he begins to feel uh, more settled in the side. It's not an area that is going to cause me any kind of stress because ultimately there are many people, and you may be one of them listening, who were criticising Andy Robertson before he got injured anyway. So we may not see the Scotsman until maybe January, February time, realistically, once he's had a chance to, to go through his rehab and settle back into the team. But... He wasn't necessarily regarded as a, a bright spark um, in the season so far. He's definitely not been the all-action, um, unruffled 
presence and, and driving force in the team that he has been in the past. So that's one area of the pitch where you're like, you know what? If you're going to be weakened in one area or have to be without someone, you probably take that part of the pitch. So I'm just hoping Simicasa can build up his minutes, build up his confidence, become more of a force and a presence, maybe even challenge Andy Robertson. And perhaps that will be, come summertime, the area of the pitch that we look to strengthen. Um, but for now, I do still feel that um, we've got enough, um, definitely in that area of the pitch, um, to, to see us through and to maintain our challenge on all four fronts. And it's fantastic to be in all four competitions at this stage of the season and looking good in all of them, I would say, too. So the run continues. Liverpool have won all of their Premier League games at home. So it's Fortress Anfield once more. You go into the games, you expect points, you expect wins, and that's what they're delivering. That's great. So we need to see that balanced out with also the away wins and you know convincing performances in maybe some of their tougher assignments to come. But all in all, aside from the terrible news about Luis Diaz's parents, a great week for the club on the field and we continue with anticipation and expectation for what the season may deliver. Hope you're enjoying the team as much as I am. You never walk alone.